Only this time, he has told me that it is his intention to come halfway to meet me. <laughs> so walk us through that scenario, that what happened there and why that perception of Hitler allowed him to get his way. So um, he's negotiating with um, Chamberlain, who doesn't really want to have another war, having just had World War I um, not too long ago. And he tells Chamberlain, look, I'm a German nationalist. The German people in the Sudetenland are suffering. I want to unify all Germans. That's, that's my mission in life. And, you know, I'll, I'll do anything to unify all the Germans. But once I've unified all the Germans... I'm going to stop, and that's going to be it, and I'm going to be contented. So that's his extreme preference. He will do anything to unify Germans. That's how he's presenting himself. Exactly. Yeah. And um, it it seems like Chamberlain believed that. He believed it at at least enough to to give it a shot and, and to make this deal with Hitler. In the world of deterrence, this is called the madman theory. McManus argues that people in any conflict may have an advantage if the other side perceives them as being just a little bit, but not entirely, nuts. If you can successfully convince your opponent that that is the way your mind works, you can get your way in a, in a negotiating, in a, in a blackmailing or a negotiating context in a way you couldn't otherwise. That's, that's your essential argument. Uh, yes, that's my argument. Now, I think it actually is rather hard to create that perception, um, Hitler is really the only successful example that I've come up with so far. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to give you another example, which is why I called you. But it's not in your world. It's in a slightly different world. Okay. It's about deterrence, right? This is where we get to the heart of it. Not deterrence among global superpowers bristling with weapons. No, the kind of ordinary low-grade calculations we make every day. As a pedestrian... Why do I not just walk out in front of other cars? I don't believe that they're, they might hit me because they're emotional or crazy or something. They have a series of, as you say, extreme, what's the phrase again? Um, uh, extreme preferences? Extreme preferences. They might be more interested in their text, text at, their, at that moment than, than me walking in front of them. Right, so like, and the, so that's the reason most people don't jaywalk, right? Because there is that deterrence. Yes. Now, before we get back to autonomous vehicles and the glorious morning Jacob and I spent riding Waymos around the streets of Chandler, Arizona, I want to dwell on the issue of deterrence on the streets, because drivers are not rational, and I think we sometimes lose sight of this fact. I thought professional cyclists, of all people, would have the best perspective on the inherent craziness of drivers. So I called up Lance Armstrong, cyclist extraordinaire who has been actively sharing the road with drivers for almost 40 years. Cars freak me out. Being out on the road and and, uh, with cars and drivers and distracted drivers, it scares the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, But, you know, Malcolm, I, I, I actually... Now prefer the mountain bike just so I can be totally away from cars. Yeah, and if and if I'm given a choice on my road bike, if I'm going down a road and I see that there's a bike path, even if there's people with baby strollers and walkers and dogs, 
I always take the bike path. I just I don't want to have to think about, you know, 